After 32 years, I came out of the closet as a gay Christian pastor. Finally, on the outside of that suffocating prison, I'm looking around and I'm like, we can't stay here. It's not enough to become informed. We have to do something about the harm we're still witnessing within systems and spaces we've been loyal to for so long. It's time we become reformers. All right, everybody, welcome back to Confessions of a Reformer. Mike Maestro here, and we are in the series. Oh God, I don't even know what we're calling this series. Um, I think it's the real lives of gay men. Thank you. Why did you know that, Jamie? Oh, is that really what it is? That's literally what it's called. That's hilarious. You just made that up. Yeah, I did. It's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That. And we're doing a series called "The Real Lives of Gay Men," and my hope in this series was just to like share some stories from actual gay men that I know, from their experiences, what they're going through now, that kind of thing. Um, and so, my guest today is JB Summers. Say hi, JB. Hey, how's it going? Um, so glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Mike. Really appreciate for it. For sure. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Um, so, just so everyone has like a grid, like JB, why don't you just tell everyone like who you are in the world and what do you do? Yeah, so my name is JB Summers. I'm originally from uh, Montgomery, Alabama. Lived in Niceville, Florida for a little stint when I worked for a church. Recently moved to Nashville about three years ago, actually almost four years ago, to pursue music and um, been been here ever since. I'm an artist, uh, singer-songwriter, uh, mainly in the pop world. And uh, yeah, that's what I do. That's who I am and what I do. Nice. Um, and I've said this to JB before, but he has the voice of an angel. It's oh, wild. Thank um, you. You guys can actually find JB on Spotify. So if you want to go check him out, you can like see if I'm right, which I am. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, JB, you were on The Voice like a couple seasons ago, right? I was, yeah, this past season. Um, so season 23 of The Voice, I was, I was, uh, on on tv national television mom i made it <laughs> <laughs> nice and then you also and you didn't mention this but you also have involvement in like the worship part of like i do the... yeah so for uh there's a for those that don't know there's a church called sparrow day uh located in sylvan park uh area of nashville tennessee and is affirming church um this was a real blessing to me because i have been in the church for all of my life and felt kind of weird not going to church, um, but could not in right conscious be a part of a community that was not welcoming to my LGBTQIA plus uh, community members. And so I was lucky to find Sparrow Day and I'm now a part of their, their worship team. So it's been great. Yeah, love it. That's awesome. Okay, so um, to jump in, JB, I, I would like to just kind of hear some of your initial experiences, because um, I know every gay person's journey, I mean, we all have like some overlap, but there's also a lot of uniqueness, you know, to absolutely a gay person in a straight world. So I want to know, first question, how did you first know that you were gay? Like, what was that realization for you? That's such a cool question um, because I really can't pinpoint it until uh, I, I would say I knew I was different when I was seven, which I feel like that's a commonality between a lot of gay men and, and uh, gay women. I think they all could say at some point in their childhood, you knew that you weren't going to be chasing the girls around the the playground. You wanted to chase the boys, if you will. So um, I, I think I was seven and then I, I really started 
um, kind of uh, putting words like I'm gay to to that those feelings and those um, ideas when I was in high school. So, um, but I didn't tell anyone. God forbid, I wouldn't tell anyone. So you would yeah. say like high school is when you kind of came out to yourself, if you will. Yeah, I mean, that's when I finally accepted that I was gay, but I didn't necessarily even come out to myself, I would say I was still trying to push it down, you know, I was okay. dating girls, I was okay. trying anything to be hetero. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, so then I'm curious, sure. in your gay journey, do you remember your first crush? And what was that like? God, yeah, it was one of my high school friends. It was so bad. Oh, I um, I got really close to one of my. Uh, it, he was a high school friend, but I had met him actually when I was, um, I think I was twelve or thirteen. So I was like in middle school, uh, getting ready to go into high school. And I remember when I was sixteen, we had hung out a lot that summer because I'd gotten a car and I was able to get around, not having to worry about my parents. And I remember texting him when texts were just kind of a thing yes I'm old sorry I'm dating myself um but uh <laughs> when texts were first a thing and you didn't really it didn't cost a lot I was texting him and I told him I loved him <laughs> I was really bold or psychotic one of the other you choose <laughs> um I just chose a lot of violence that day I think when I said I love you um I really actually think I love you <laughs> Did you mean that like in a romantic sense? Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. I can't believe that I said it. And I go back to that moment. And I'm like, damn, you were bold, bro, to say that. And he was just like, yeah, man, love you too. And then it was like, but it was like weird after that. And we didn't really hang out as much because I think he understood what I was saying. And I, I yeah, I wouldn't take it back though. <laughs> Honestly, I need some of that gumption or uh, guts today, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Right. Wait, okay. So you said that to him and then that changed your relationship moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because he's so painfully straight, which is great. Um, great for him. No, no hate towards uh, the straights, but um, uh, it just wasn't reciprocated, which was fine. Damn. Though what's funny is I had a lot of other friends that were gay that were trying to do the same thing to me, but I had no idea. No idea. No clue. I was so bad. My gaydar was so bad. Wow. So bad. Okay. Yeah. So ended that friendship with you and th this friend, but you mm -hmm. also, you don't regret it. Wouldn't take it back. Why would you not take that back? Um, you know, because I, I was being really bold and I was like stepping out. It was kind of a moment that I look back on and I'm like, you were being a badass. You actually didn't really care what his response was going to be, you just wanted to speak the truth in that moment, which I, I, you know, even though I was losing a friend, well, I didn't lose a friend. It was just completely different. Our, our relationship changed, you know, so it just wasn't what it was. I don't think I would have wanted it to stay what it was because I, I tr like deep down, I wanted to date him, you know, um, I wanted that little sweetheart high school experience. Yeah. Nice. Did not get it though. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, totally shoot okay cool thanks for sharing that yeah we're well, getting in I, we're getting into it. yeah also just as somebody who like works with a lot of gay men specifically trying to come out of their own internalized heterosexism and homophobia i think you doing that is huge i think that's really healthy you know just like give yourself a yeah. voice and like represent yourself and 
be honest about what you're experiencing. Like that's so important and good. And so yeah. many of us like don't allow, afford ourselves that. Absolutely. You know? So yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Thanks. Um, okay. So this is, it can get a little personal and gritty. So please feel free to, <laughs> you know, answer however you feel comfortable or to just beat to the question. But I'm curious to whatever degree you're willing to share <laughs> your first sexual experience with a guy. Yeah. What? it happened how were you feeling yeah what was that like um it was when I was in college I I did have a little experience where gosh I don't know if I should share this this is so bad it's so funny I'll share it anyways and you can cut it out <laughs> if we like feel like it's too much <laughs> um but when I was in high school again I was so wild in high school gosh I got a car and I just thought I was the king of the world but um, I, whatever it was, it wasn't Grinder at the time. It was something, whatever, to meet up with people. I can't remember what it was, but it was some app that had just come out. And I'd gotten a iPod Touch for my family. God, my mom is going to be like, I should have never gotten him that iPod. <laughs> um, but I uh, met up. Uh, I didn't do anything with this person, but I met up with someone who was the local like radio host but he like catfished me i thought it was a high schooler it was not a high schooler so luckily i had enough guts and enough of assholery to say you know what i'm not gonna actually hang out with you i'm gonna leave in my car but he wanted to do stuff and i said no i'm good um so back to the question yeah i know you're shocked <laughs> i'm not as a game i'm shocked I uh quite a bit older than me um I don't even know if I was 18 yet I think I was still I was still not of age if you will so that's also why I was like ah oh, this is illegal I'm not going to do this Jeez. um but my first sexual experience which was very liberating but also scary as all get out um was with this person again met them off of an app and uh I was in college yeah I was I was 19 I think so I'd just gotten into my freshman year and um, I, it was, it was winter break and I was so bored at home with my parents. So what do you do when you're bored? You get on the apps and you talk to anybody in town. Um, this guy was from California. He was pretty nice, um, but he definitely just wanted one thing, <laughs> which we were like, okay, let's do it. So we went to a movie, crazy, gosh, I'm insane. We went to a movie and didn't do anything in the movie theater, but then we went back to my car and got in the back of my car and just, I'll leave everything to the imagination, but we definitely had some fun. It was, it was great. And that was your first like gay yeah. experience. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Like on the sexual side of all. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And was that like a one-time thing or did you guys like see each other repeatedly? I think we saw each other one more time over the wow. break because I was like, wow, that was awesome. Can we like hang out one more time and i think he was like in his late mid to late 20s so he was like oh whatever this kid you know so he's I, just taking advantage or just having fun so one of the, one of the other <laughs> it was consensual sorry and that was like a positive thing like you look back on that you're like man that was awesome i enjoyed that i was yeah i was really scared but I, i'm grateful for that experience because it showed me like dude you're gay like, don't try to, like, put it under the rug or act as if this is going to go away. Um, this is something that's part of you, and you are you are gay, and it's fine. 
Um, I, I didn't really, again, though, I didn't come to accept until much later in life. So, but that, but that experience helped me along the way. So, yeah. Okay. So from that experience that had kind of like a confirming element to it for you, like it kind of erased doubts that maybe you weren't gay. Absolutely. I mean, it was filled with a little bit of guilt too, obviously, because I was very, very much so in the closet and, um, in uh i was in the church world so i felt well evangelical church world and i was very um i felt very i felt bad i felt dirty but i also was like this is good but it's bad it was it was very conflicting you know totally. um, i'm sure you know and all those out there from the south they will know or in the church world they will know yeah totally very yeah for sure thanks for sharing that um yeah okay so now in terms of your journey and like being gay in the world you were raised in obviously there are lots of different kinds of challenges and difficulties what would you say was like probably the hardest part of growing up gay for you Ooh, i mean just being gay in the south is absolutely terrible um i was so afraid that people would find out while i was in middle school and high school i mean kids used to call me gay all the time i don't even know where i came off that that I was gay. Like I, I never, I never hooked up with anybody in high school. I never, I mean, I was in drama, so maybe that's what it was. <laughs> um, but uh, I think the hardest part was just not being able to be myself and not being in an affirming home and being afraid, not for my life, but just like what other people would think of me now again i i really think my give a damn button is broken and i just really don't care um if people have something negative to say about me being gay you can shock it up to the dear lord <laughs> if you got a problem yeah, nice. so i i think i think really just being in the south was probably the hardest part about growing up gay because i never saw anybody like myself um as an example and um and not that there's anything wrong at all with being uh, more flamboyant or being more feminine or being more masculine. There's nothing, there's no right way, right way to be gay, I think. Um, but for me, it was never, I never saw anybody that looked like me. Um, and so it was hard for me to, I guess, to move forward in acceptance and, and being my authentic self. So that's what I want to be for people in the world. Just be another example of, hey, this is what gay looks like. It doesn't actually have to look a specific way. It looks, comes in all shapes and sizes. Yeah, I love that. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about your upbringing. Now I'm wondering at this point in your life, obviously there's still mm -hmm. challenges in the world for gay people. What would you sure. say is the hardest thing about being gay for you now? Whew. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things. I, I try not to really like think too hard about it because I think I just want to live my life. And I, I want to be, like I said, I want to be a champion for people. Um, but I think sometimes I can, I can really be down on myself that I'm like not gay enough, if that makes sense. Like I, I don't, I just got into Drag Race, which by the way, if you haven't watched RuPaul's Drag Race at all, you are missing out on some quality television and beautiful art. So you need to get in on that. And I, I fought it for the longest time. So I was like, oh, that's like, it's too, it's internalized homophobia. I was like, oh, it's too gay, you know? But now I'm like, why was I that way? This is such a beautiful representation of our community. And, and I, I, I think there's so much strength and power in that. Um, 
I think really what's the the most difficult part is that I'm I'm having to learn so much about myself in what feels like a really short period of time because I waited so long to come out. So um, I, I just came out like two years ago, I think, and I, I'm 32 now. So I came out when I was 30. That's like that's like almost a lot of my life, almost half of my life that I lived in the closet and lived this half shell of a life so it's i'm catching up that's what i'm having to do oh totally relatable yeah yep absolutely so on the flip side of that just general question at this point in your life what do you love about being gay uh (laughs) what do i love about being gay uh that I don't even, I love RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) Anybody can watch that. But like, I love that that's part of my community. And I also love, um, I love all the backstories of of people's lives, getting to connect with people that have common struggles. Um, I really just love being gay because I am gay. I just can't, you know, it just is what it is, mate. (laughs) Nice. I, I enjoy... What do I enjoy? I love pride. I never thought I would say that, but I love pride. I love um, celebrating pride. I think it's really beautiful. Um, there's so many other things I could say, but they're not coming to mind right now. But yeah, I love being gay, period. Right. <laughs> nice. Now, now. Yeah, totally. That was a journey. Okay. So then I'm also curious, like, have you been in a long-term relationship since coming out? Yes. Yeah, I have. Um, I've been in two uh, long-term relationships, which is wild but um one of them was on the cusp of me coming out and that was really that was cool um to have somebody along with me on that journey and they're very understanding and they actually just came out to their 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 mom uh a year ago so we were kind of on the same same journey so I, i think that was really beautiful to have met um this person on that on that way and then um my current uh boyfriend as well so we've been together for a year now. Nice. And my follow-up question he, is like, oh, good. I was going to say he met my parents this year, which is wild. I never thought that anyone would be my parents. I never thought I would be in a relationship. So let's just be straight up with that. Uh, let alone anyone meet my parents and my my brother, you know. Um, How was that? Uh, better than expected in a lot of ways. Uh, okay. My mom actually, when we we went for Thanksgiving to visit my family, my brother's uh, wife, my sister-in-law, invited us um, for Thanksgiving, and they hosted this year down in Sylacauga, Alabama. And I wasn't going to go at first, but my uh, boyfriend said, "No, you like she's extending an olive branch. You have to go." And I was like, "That's a that's that's real." So we went, and I was nervous leading up to it. I was nervous opening the door. I was nervous when my parents arrived. But my mom was so beautiful, she said, um, and she's been like such a joy um, in general throughout this whole process of me figuring out myself. She's been very patient. So I'm, I'm really grateful to her. But um, she shook his hand and was like, we're so glad that you're here. And I was like, what? I was blown away by that. Um, same thing with my dad. He, you know, he shook his hand and introduced himself and that's a little bit more rough around the edges, I will say, in terms of this whole um, me being gay uh, thing, quote unquote. But my mom has been, um, she's been really accepting and beautiful. So nice. Yeah. Okay. So are your, are your parents affirming? I don't, I don't actually know that. 
I wouldn't say that they're affirming. I think that they're probably coming around to it, but also like my parents are much older than a lot of people my age. Uh, my, my dad is 70. He'll be 73 this year in like a couple weeks. And my mom will be 66, 67 this year. So they're, they're, um, they're boomers, hardcore. Um, so it's just a different world, I think. And what I'm, what I'm really learning, I think, is to have more patience for people from different generations, uh, more so than, um, yeah, no, just have more patience for people from past generations, just because the world was so different. And words meant different things, like uh, recently watching the 1946 movie with you was uh, eye-opening to me because I didn't realize that the word homosexual was interchangeable with uh, pedophile, basically. So it's just, my dad grew up with that word, you know? So it doesn't make, it doesn't make a lot of sense for me to be angry with his interpretation of who I am. Um, I think I just have to have a lot of patience for him. So, yeah, which is hard, <laughs> very oh. difficult. Yeah. yeah, wow. Okay, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, so this is a funny question and maybe you don't have an answer for it, but I do wanna ask generally um, in this series, do you, and if so, how do you generally hit on men? Oh my God, I don't. Um, absolutely not. I don't. No, I just, I, I feel like uh, I knew so well how to flirt with women. <laughs> I don't know how to flirt with guys, you know? Thankfully, I don't have to now. I'm in a really committed relationship and it's beautiful, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to flirt. You should be straight up. Don't know how to hit on people. I think before before I started dating my current boyfriend, I did go to a gay bar in town. And for the first time ever, I like boy or girl, I brought um, I hit on a guy at the bar. I was like, hey, I love your I don't even remember what I said. I think I was like, uh, I really love your show. It, it like accentuates, I think, your like pecs or something like that. I think I can't remember what I said. <laughs> um, but it, it worked out. We had a good night. It was great. But um, <laughs> that that was so out of character for me. Um, because I I really had never. This is hard to kind of put into words, but I I was obviously like there were moments where I had uh sexual encounters right but it's different when you're having like an emotional connection slash relational potential there like one night stands whatever that's not that's not getting to know somebody so i just i never felt really comfortable i think just hitting on someone um i usually would wait until people would come to me <laughs> um so yeah which so, didn't happen often because apparently i'm intimidating but whatever <laughs> we'll just go for it we'll live our life so no, feel free not to answer this question but i'm curious with the person you're with now does that mean he initiated the relationship or did you or like how did that even start if you don't hit on people uh we met on apps so uh that was it. i think i initiated actually so but i feel more confident online you know what i mean like when you're behind a screen it's like you can you can like shoot your shot at a multitude of people at the same time you know with no worry of recourse it's like i'm not i'm not scared that you're gonna like shut me down 
versus in person I, that's the that's the thing i'll say for the straight dudes that go to the bar and pick up ladies i'm like you guys got some i mean you have balls but you got some balls bro because like what if they're just like nah you're ugly i'm like oh, that would ruin me i would be ruined <laughs> but online it's like whatever you're ugly too <laughs> i would never say that i would never say that to somebody i'd be like okay have a good day bye <laughs> wow okay great and now i've got a couple more questions before we land this um i want to know do you have any experience you know since being out and in relationships and things um any experience with heartbreak and if so you know has that taught you anything oh yeah oh i left someone out i did have another six month ish relationship while i was in the closet um and that relationship for some reason still kind of like doesn't haunt me but I still I think it's your first love you know and not it not working out like you expected it to or wanted it to at least I think part of the reason was we just like weren't ready you know to be in a relationship we're still in the both of us were still in the closet we hadn't come out to ourselves fully we hadn't come out to our our friends and family around us so like how can you succeed when you have no support system around you it's very very, very, very difficult. Um, I, yeah, so I have experienced heartbreak for sure. And, um, I wrote a lot of good songs about it. So go listen to my songs. Nice. <laughs> Plug in that music. <laughs> okay. Now my last question for you, JB, before we land this plane, because of your unique intersection, I think I want to ask you this particular question. Cause I don't think this will be like a general question I ask. Yeah. Guys, but Given your history with Christianity and your current involvement, even just being a worship leader, still actively involved in the church, what is something you'd like to say to just like the universe about your like value and engagement in that arena, um, whether it's yeah. to gay people or to just the community at large? Like, yeah, well, what would you say about that? Oh, this is tough, man. This is like a, a deep question. I mean, I want to speak first off. I'll, I'll do two things. First, I'll speak to the evangelicals. Um, take note of the way that Crosspoint in Florida treated me after I came out and realize that that's the best way to engage with someone in your community that is authentically themselves. They didn't try to change me. They didn't try to say that I was doing something wrong. They just love. That's all they did. They are coming around to the affirmation aspect of it, which I think we just have to be patient with some places. That church is like a hundred and something years old. So I'm, I'm, I'm one, I was grateful to be a part of it when I was, um, always felt loved and seen and heard. There was just aspects of me that they couldn't see. Um, so they couldn't affirm, but take note evangelicals of the way that people love um, churches, not just Crosspoint, but other churches out there that have done the same thing for staff members that have come out or people who've been a part of their community when they've come out. Um, and then two, for the LGBTQ uh, community members, you don't need a church to know that you're loved by the God of the universe. So don't feel like you've lost, a. if you feel like you've lost a piece of yourself by not being able to go to the church that you either grew up in or have been attending for a long period of time, there are other affirming churches that will continue to give you a space to do ministry inside of the, the walls of a church. 
and then also give you space to open the doors for other people in, in our community to find that same love and acceptance and affirmation. So um, I, I, I just, what pains me is that I hear a lot of um, brothers and sisters from our community uh, don't feel like they have a space anymore um, in, in church in general or in the body of Christ, if you will, just take church out of it in the body of Christ because they've now become the, the fullest version of themselves. But what I want to say is that the, because you've become the fullest version of yourself, you of all people have a place in the body of Christ because you're living fully into who you were created to be. And um, yeah, there it. we go. Amazing. Thank you. That's awesome. I love that. Ooh, okay, great. Jamie, thank you so much for jumping in. Absolutely. I know it's kind of like a rapid fire, whatever, but we're keeping these conversations short. Thanks for being part of it. Um, I love for, it. Yeah, being who you are in the queer community. You're, I, I love the idea that gay doesn't come in any particular shape or size. It's all of us. That's so true. Absolutely. Yeah, and you embody that for real. That's awesome. Thanks. Okay, well, listen, again, if you guys want to check out JB Summers on Spotify, um, his music is amazing his voice is amazing so go find him out there there and we'll see you in the next episode thanks for having me mike appreciate it listen there's more where this came from if you want to dive deeper check out mikemyashiro.com